Good afternoon and welcome to this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint as we fumble around the studio last minute <laughs> making microphone changes, headphone adjustments, but we're glad to be here with you. And I want to say hi to our Facebook friends who are watching via Facebook on my Facebook channel. Also say hi to those who are watching over World Relief Memphis Facebook and a couple of nations, too. Angela, bring those notes in here. This is live radio while we're doing that. I, I forgot my notes. It's so important that we have those. First of all... That for- means that we're both us. Associate producers, because That's we right. have passed on this paper to you now. That's, That's okay, right. So we get... That's right. That's right. So glad to have Karen Spencer, who's with World Relief Memphis, mm-hmm. and my good friend Kyle Rote Jr., soccer, U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame, dear friend of Bot Radio Networks. Kyle, good to see you. Well, it's always great to uh, see you and appreciate so much the listeners uh, that you have and uh, how, how the station has grown and continues just to be a blessing in our community and uh I know I can always get biblical insight anytime I turn to 6.40 a.m. Well, I'll tell you, you're the guy that uh, will actually, if you hear something that's not right, he'll call me. I mean, well, there you go. It might be the weekend. He'll say, Byron, did you know something's not running right? Yeah. And if I don't catch it, Kyle's my go-to guy. That's great. I've answer. done that four times in 10 iron years. Sh- but that's, <laughs> Iron sharpens to, iron. We try to make sure things are running nicely, Karen. We do appreciate listeners like Kyle wrote. Also, organizations like World Relief Memphis, who are doing such a great job in our city. The annual Cup of Nations Yes. And this is a big, big to-do and it has grown over the years, and so we're looking forward to kind of talking about that. And I kind of want to open up and talk about the hundreds of thousands of people around the world desperately wish to leave their homelands and travel to the U.S. for a variety of reasons. Now, many who hope to escape war, persecution, famine, and poverty believe they will find it right here on U.S. soil. Immigrants often meet challenges upon their arrival as they never anticipated when they come. These difficulties range from navigating legal complications to understanding complex transportation systems, securing living arrangements and employment, and battling culture shock, psychological distress, depression, and despair. Mm. But empowering the local church and community to serve vulnerable refugees and immigrants, that's what you do at World Relief Memphis. That's right. So we have been in the Memphis area for five years, uh, going on six years later this summer. And that is the mission statement of World Relief globally, not just in Memphis. But our global mission statement is to empower the local church to serve the most vulnerable. So in our U.S. context, some of our most vulnerable residents in this country are indeed refugees and immigrants. And so here we are with this amazing opportunity to be engaging the church, the Christian community, first and foremost, because of our biblical mandate to love them for Christ. And Karen, this is something that World Relief has been doing since 1944, right after the Second World War I mean, in Europe, meeting those, those practical needs. Matter of fact, I was just reading about the history today uh, established back in 1944 by the National Association of Evangelicals in response to the humanitarian crisis in Europe. Kyle, were you aware of that? I was aware of some of the history because I've been around Karen and some of the other folks for a good bit bit of time. But five years ago, I could not uh, have told you that. Yeah, it's really, I think it's an important part to realize when you look at the service that World Relief provides here, not only in Memphis, but in the United States, the, the rich, deep history it has 
you know, uh, to, to help people in need. And uh, I mean, it's an incredible, incredible story. And I think it's important that we, we share that so people realize mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a longevity here. There's a, there's a real heart here of consistent serving others. Right. And really, it was the church in Memphis, um, a collective of churches in Memphis that reached out to World Relief to even bring an office here just over five years ago. So to have that partnership from the beginning with the church in Memphis has been an absolutely imperative part of our work. Well, when you talk about helping, well, first of all, let's define what, there's a lot of talk in the news we know when it comes to immigration, refugees, you know, building the wall, you know, all these things. There's a lot of emotion attached mm-hmm. to when we talk about other people coming to the country, how we're to serve and, and, and take care of those people. But I think it's appropriate, too, that we define you know, just what a refugee is and an immigrant is. Right. So a refugee is a class of immigrant, but a refugee obtains their status before they're ever invited to the United States. So specifically, uh, a refugee is someone who's had to flee their country of origin because of persecution, war, or conflict. And that persecution being religious persecution, it could be because of race, because of political affiliation. So a number of different reasons but they've actually had official status assigned to them. They've actually had to meet with someone, prove that reason, that cause of persecution or conflict that's threatening their lives, that's preventing them from returning to their home country. Then they await out that process. And any refugee in the United States is here at the invitation of the U.S. government. So that helps bring some clarity to who refugees yes. are and how they get here. And too, Karen, I think it's important. I keep saying important because I want to emphasize certain things in this conversation. Uh, I've, I've had different clients, you know, from World Relief come and share their stories in the past. Yes. And, and I think it's people need to know that when someone, you know, puts their feet on U.S. soil, there is a lot that's gone on behind the scenes mm-hmm. before they get to that place. I mean, some of them have lived years in uh, refugee camps, settlement camps in other countries in horrible conditions, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be, you know, enough food or just, you know, the, the housing, living in tents. I spoke to one guy, his family, when they left, fled their country because of political persecution, they were given a, a pile of sticks and said, build your own house right. where they lived for like five or six years before they were able to make it here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are stories like that, Kyle, that we don't all know about. Right. Well, the difference between immigration and refugee is uh, an immense difference and a lot of a lot of times uh, those of us who are perhaps don't know some of the history we're just not sure of that difference we just think everyone that comes in who doesn't speak like us uh, is kind of in one of those or, or in all those categories they kind of blended together but they really are distinct from one another yeah, it's our human nature to kind of just box people in all together you know and we need to define i mean we just show love to all people whether right. or not you fit in that category or not don't get me wrong you know christ said love your neighbor and yes. and also is the command to take the gospel to all nations I mean, you know, that's the different ethnicities that we're supposed to share the love of Christ with, you know, which is so vital, so important as we as followers of Christ. Uh, Karen, what are some of the biggest obstacles that refugees and immigrant parents face in raising their children in a new and unfamiliar culture? Well, the biggest one that comes to mind and one that we're trying to help our clients with and, and help our community with is language. So many come here without 
a command of the English language or, or any English for that matter. So partnering with uh, different ministry partners across the, st- the city, um, also our English program, we have a job readiness English class for our new clients so that they can be job ready and have basic English skills as soon as possible so they can be providing for their families. But English is definitely an ongoing hurdle. Um, there's not many forms you can fill out in another language or applications you can make or driver's tests that you can take in other languages. But then the ongoing need that we see is just how many have endured trauma, whether they have come as a refugee or whether they've fled their country through other means, they're enduring a lot of trauma. So just having that Uh, Like you said earlier, the caring neighbors, the community around them to love them well, and the cultural hurdles. Um, You know, we think of, uh, and I've traveled to almost all the countries that we have represented uh, in our Cup of Nations tournament this weekend, uh, but thinking that if I was dropped in any one of those countries without a community around me, how would I get groceries? How would I find a job? How would I pay my bills? How would I navigate the school system, for example? So those are things that we uh, rally the community, specifically churches, to come around uh, our immigrant neighbors, our refugee neighbors, to serve them well in those big cultural hurdles. I mean, imagine going to Kroger the first time. Oh, yeah. And how do you choose cereal? (laughs) Well, I mean, I remember just, you know, traveling outside the U.S. I have been to, you know, Europe. I have been to other countries where I do not speak the language, you know. And it is a little intimidating, you know. Mm -hmm. You go into a store knowing how to exchange the money, you know, and what you're trying to find a particular item that you need. And so you you can think about that in these refugees who come here and trying to get established. It's got to be real tough. Well, go ahead. Yeah, simultaneously, I think um, the other issue is they want to know, are they welcome? Are they welcome? When people see them, um, do they have any suspicions about them? And that's really one of the reasons mm-hmm. that we host this tournament. Yes. Is because we want, as a city and as churches in the city, to show that we are welcoming our international or foreign-born neighbors. So it's interesting that not only um, in this tournament, the countries this time, 16 different countries, or 17 actually, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that in a minute, but... Um, of our refugee arrivals over the last few years, their countries are represented in this tournament, which is absolutely amazing. So when people come out this weekend, they won't know who on that field was a refugee, who came as a business professional or a medical professional, who came because of family. So no one will know that. It's an even playing field this weekend. It'll be absolutely beautiful. That is very beautiful. And let's remind our friends that we're live today on our Mid-South Viewpoint program. Uh, I think the rain is going to be moving out. We're looking at some sunshine for the weekend. It looks like Saturday's playing field, Kyle, uh, should be dry enough for the big tournament. Well, we've enjoyed uh, for many years the Christian Brothers University has been uh, the platform and so many folks from around the world, their favorite sport, of course, is what they would call football, which is soccer. Um, They generally have played on very dangerous uh, platforms, uh, rock and dirt and sometimes glass and those kinds of things, but they love the game, they want to play, and one of the very nice 
gifts that Christian Brothers University is giving to them through this ministry that we have with the Cup of Nations is a fabulous playing field. And we have a backup at Christ United Methodist Church if for some reason uh, it does rain, even though I'm I'm hoping you're a great predictor of yes. what's going to <laughs> what's going to happen for the next couple of days, because uh, we love nothing uh, other than uh, the sunshine early in the morning. We play from nine till about two thirty ish. The final is played around two thirty, and so we certainly invite people to come out and to visit and to see the varying styles of play mm-hmm. that uh, these nations represent as well. There's an uh, obviously an age range because anytime if you're out of high school and you're above 18 years of age, you have a chance to play perhaps for your home country if you want to. And um, uh, each of them have a distinct, uh, not only language often, but they also have a different uh, style of play. So, Kyle, you being a professional U.S. soccer player, traveled the world. You have five cups, don't you? And to your credit, well, not World Cups, but I yes, I, <laughs> I've had the the privilege of representing the United States uh, many times in in very different uh, formulas and. Um, it's uh, always been a, a great pleasure, but it's also responsibility. So I want to live our lives in a way that would give glory to God and uh, also open up the question, oh, what's so different about him? And I, you hope that uh, whether you're an immigrant or a refugee or just a fellow soccer player, that someone will one day ask that question about mm-hmm. you. Yeah, and I think it's too, you know, as you mentioned, that uh, football, for most of those who are going to be participating, this is their football. This isn't the Monday night NFL football that we as Americans, you know, are, are right. used to you've seen. Of course, soccer in the U.S. we know is a, thanks to Kyle Rode, is a, is yes. a very uh, uh, familiar and, and a growing and exciting sport and becoming even more so. But, uh, but another distinction which yeah. uh, we have with the U.S., they play generally nine months a year. Uh, Here in the U.S. with baseball, with the NFL, with the NBA, they're very seasonally oriented. So they're playing sometimes three months, sometimes six months, but they're generally not playing nine months. So this is basically the the one and only major sport uh, around the rest of the world. And America is getting very um, uh, uh, used to uh, seeing soccer uh, now being played. And, of course, the next generation. And we hope that uh, families will bring out perhaps their children, and give them a chance to uh, watch some of the different styles that we will be uh, presenting uh, Saturday. And that's the point, I think, as you come as a refugee or you know an immigrant here, and you see that the city is hosting a tournament like this, this has got to be exciting for them, and, and a sense of uh, acceptance, and a sense of, you know, hey, we, we, we're here for you. This, right. Would you say that, Karen? Oh, definitely. And I think this year, having our tournament elevated even more by the Shelby County Board of Commissioners, um, they invited us to come to one of their local meetings, and they uh, gave a proclamation recognizing us for that very thing. Um, and they are, we know they're working behind the scenes to unify our city as well. And so to have that recognition and something that we can share with our participants for sure to say that yes shelby county memphis wants to be a welcoming community for you the churches in memphis want to be welcoming um and when we realize there's over two hundred thousand 
foreign-born residents in Shelby County or in the, the statistical area of Memphis um, often underlooked. Uh, this is an opportunity for us to really love them well and serve them. I was looking at some uh, statistics today. These were from 2017 on immigration population. Approximately 43.3 million foreign-born people live in the U.S., Broken down by immigration status, the foreign-born population includes over 20 million naturalized U.S. citizens, 22.6 million non-citizens, and other non-citizens, approximately 13 million are lawful permanent residents, and 11 million are unauthorized immigrants, over a million whole temporary visas. The number of foreign-born individuals in the U.S. has more than quadrupled since 1965 and is expected to reach some 78 million by 2065. And I don't know, you've probably seen some of these numbers. Mm -hmm. I think really more than anything, this is an opportunity for the church to engage this moment and engage the opportunities and prepare for ways that they can receive those who come to our country. Mm-hmm. Well, simultaneously, we know that we are sending not only aid, but we're sending missionaries. We're supporting ministries globally um, and serving people of all nations around the world. And here we have people coming to our country that we can be missionaries without leaving our own backyard. Um, we can love our neighbors well, love our communities well, regardless of what nationality, what race, what language they speak. And you referenced earlier, really, that's Revelation 7, 9, when all people will be before the throne of the Lamb praising him. And so that's an opportunity that we have even now to be ministering to those who are here. Um, And ultimately, we think that God's the one who's sovereignly orchestrating the migration of people. And we get to in his sovereignty, um, look for ways to love the people he moves. One of the best elements of that is, uh, you mentioned, to provide something that is familiar to them. So we, we're not doing a baseball tournament. We're not doing an American right. football tournament. We're not doing something that it would be dist- distant for them in their experience. So we're taking their number one sport and putting them on a great platform uh, with professional referees and with a, a great platform just to enjoy the time. And this last year, as opposed to the first couple of years, Byron, we're very excited uh, about a group of volunteers called Country Champions who yes. come in from various churches. Churches have... Um, uh, well decided that they were going to support a particular uh, group, uh, Christ United Methodist Church, where I go, is supporting China this year, and there are other churches around town that are supporting that particular team. And so we're inviting members of all those churches who are supporting uh, those particular uh, na- nation teams to come out and be part of our ceremony from uh, 9 a.m. to about uh, 2.30 uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday. And the thing that makes this, this is not just, I want our listeners to understand, too, that this is not just uh, a soccer tournament, Cup of Nations tournament that's happening that World Relief is doing over there at Christian Brothers University, although it will be happening on Saturday, as you mentioned, all day long. This is an opportunity for us to come out and support and participate to cheer on, you know, to uh, to get excited, you know, to bring a crowd right. there to watch. I mean, right. that makes it even more thrilling to be participate. Well, and as you, you said, know. all three of us have done missionary trips overseas. And what a joy it is to be having these 
country groups coming and these people groups coming into our community. So the cost of being a missionary now to a people group is almost zero. Yeah. Uh, you can put it within your normal routine and you don't have to get on an airplane or a boat to uh, become a missionary. And you can certainly support and be part of uh, the program for the body of Christ uh, through a soccer tournament. We don't mm-hmm. worship soccer. No. Uh, some countries do, but, <laughs> but, but we don't worship soccer. We don't uh, worship success, but uh, all the things that we've been talking about, we certainly want to make uh, available those resources so that uh, uh, they can live a life uh, in Christ if they decide to do that, and certainly to be exposed to the gospel mm-hmm. uh, as a main thing. Well, Karen, give us some details of how those listening can participate. Right. Is there a cost involved? What time does she come out? Now, I know in the past there was, there was like an opening ceremony, like the parade yes. of flags. Is that still right. happening? That's happening at 8.30. So if you want to see that, again, the, the flags have not, even though we have 16 teams, we actually have flags of 17 nations. And I'll say that quickly first. Um, we have Team Sudan, who we know globally, Sudan split into two nations, Sudan and South Sudan. And here in our city, we have um, people who've come from both of those countries. And yet they're going to be playing as one team. And so that's beautiful. So we'll have both of their flags. So technically, even though we have 16 teams, that parade of flags will have uh, flags from all 17 nations. And so we encourage our country champion groups, those fan clubs, if you will, that are cheering for those specific nations and those teams, they'll be walking behind their flag around the fields starting at 8.30 Saturday morning. And then Kyle will be giving announcements uh, and the games will start, play will start right at 9 a.m. Uh, but it is a free community event. So whether or not you're matched with a specific team or if you know your church is involved or not, we encourage the community to come out. Because of our generous sponsors, this is free. And so that means come one, come all. <laughs> um, be there for part of the day. Bring your kids. If you have your kids in some type of soccer program in the city, maybe it's through your church or or uh, some other club, bring them out. Get them to see this level of play, people that love this sport. And what Kyle was saying earlier, this is an opportunity not just to have all this excitement the day of, but to start building relationships. And so we hope that those relationships will carry on long beyond the final championship game, although we're sure that that is going to be a very energizing, exciting... (laughs) Speaking of championship game, we have here, this is a... Hold it up to Facebook listeners right now. This is the trophy. And uh, this is, is this the official trophy that they will play for? This This is a replica of the actual World Cup trophy. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is a replica. This is a replica of, no, they will play for this, but this this is is the world of the the World Cup tournament that is played internationally every four years. And so for the last uh, four years, we have uh, the Altec Mexico in 2014, 2015, Altec Mexico again. <laughs> 2016, Mexico. 2017, Mexico. Yes, so last year it was close, though. We had Team Mauritania. They were a first year, first time entry in the tournament. Took Mexico into double overtime uh, before Mexico finally won with just, I, I don't even know if they had a minute left in overtime. And so <laughs> Mauritania is back this year. They're determined to win. But we also have Team Brazil yeah. for the first time. Uh, we have 
Team Colombia, Team Guatemala, all first-time entries in the tournament this year. So Kyle, it's exciting to Kyle, see. Kyle, have you gone out and watched any of the practices of any of these teams and see who's maybe stand out right I now? have played against China. I've played against Guatemala. I don't have to see <laughs> what their dirty ta- I mean, what their clean tactics are going to be. <laughs> oh, my. But, yes, it is a free event, yeah. so we really encourage people to come out. Uh, you enter there, there, on... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, enter. If you know where Christian Brothers is on the corner of East Parkway and Central, enter on Central. So that's where the parking lots are, and that will take you closest to the field. Okay. And there will also be some food trucks that will probably be uh, there, mm-hmm. there in yeah. the car area. And uh, so th- there's going to be some supplies and some... Uh, if you want to bring your family, you can go there. You'll be able to find some water and find something to drink if, right. you, want, if you want right. to. Well, Karen, also, as we get ready to wrap up, I want to, before we say goodbye, to give final details about uh, the Cup of Nations on Saturday so listeners can participate. But I also want to talk about ways that our listeners can contribute and get involved with you guys, you know, ongoing uh, outside the tournament, because I know you guys sure. are working 365, right. you know, to, to serve serve our community. And so uh, things like donating goods, uh, you have welcome kits, I believe. We do. So welcome kits are basically when a refugee arrives in Memphis, they're coming with a simple bag of paperwork. They have no belongings. And so everything has to start from scratch. So we do take donations of furniture. Welcome pit kits are basically uh, by room essential items, whether that's for the kitchen, their dishes, pots and pans, things like that, uh, for their bedrooms, those those types of things. Those can be found on our website, which is worldreliefmemphis.org. Um, so they can find the welcome kits there. Furniture, we can arrange for pickup and things like that. But really, Brian, right now, the, the biggest need is to be praying, yes. praying for refugees globally. Um, less than 1% even get invited to be resettled in any country, not just the U.S. And so when we see conflict, when we watch the news and we see how people are suffering, they're fleeing war, they're fleeing persecution, they're seeking safety for their families. So be praying regardless of whether we're physically contributing or volunteering here. Yes. And then secondly, for those that uh, we pray will be sent to Memphis, Consider volunteering with us as well. We continue to have volunteer orientations monthly. That can also be found on our website, although I believe our next one is May 10th. And so we would love people to come out just to learn more about our ministry and to find other ways to get involved. But in the next 24 hours, one way you can volunteer is come out and see these people play and root for your favorite team. Yes, Yes, totally. uh, so. Well, one more thing I want to let listeners know about, too, is the Kroger Community Rewards Program. Uh, a lot of nonprofits are using that, but World Relief Memphis is too. also connected. So how does that work? Yeah, so you just go onto your Kroger, Kroger website. You tag or add your Kroger Rewards number. You choose a charity, and you can find World Relief Memphis there. Yeah, and you still get your discounts and everything. This gives extra little perks to you right. guys. Right, it doesn't it, take away from your fuel rewards. It doesn't take away from those fuel <laughs> rewards at all. I'm glad you said that. But anyway, listen, friends, you don't want to miss the Cup of Nations this Saturday at Christian Brothers University. There's no cost. As we mentioned, there are 17 nations represented. Right. All who make Memphis home. This is a local tournament. These are not people who are coming into the city for the tournament. They're all Memphians. Mm-hmm. 
uh, representing their countries of origin. And Team USA is who's hosting the tournament. So Kyle and I would consider ourselves in the planning team, Team USA. We're not playing in the tournament. We're thankfully, hosting we, the tournament. Thankfully, we don't have to play against Brazil no. or against Honduras <laughs> or against any of the Mexican teams. That's right. right. Well, well, this has been great. Listen, thank you so much, Karen, for this is last minute. I called Kyle yesterday because my good friend David Sitton, who's a big you know part of this planning mm-hmm. you know too, David sent me an email, but no one called and said, "Hey, can we talk on the radio?" So I was thinking about today's show. Uh, I know it was last minute. I called Kyle and he worked it out quick. So thank you, Kyle, for arranging the today's well, program. My pleasure, and again, thanks again so much for what WCRB does to our community. Thank right. you so thank much. Thank you. Appreciate what both of you do for Christ's kingdom. Thanks for joining us on this edition. Good to be South teammates South. in Christ. Yes. Sure is. Thanks yeah. so much. Okay. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I want to say a special thanks to all of our Facebook friends. Please, if you will, when we post this video, if you will share it, that way more people can see and learn about World Relief Memphis, learn about the Cup of Nations Tournament on Saturday. Thank you so much. We'll say goodbye on that. I'm Byron Tyler. Bye-bye now.